Right, Mike, now then, I've always thought about this idea of um, Christmas in Australia. Why am I thinking about Christmas in Australia? Well, because uh, I've read this piece lately that everybody's now coming back from Australia. All those Brits who went out there for the last 20 years, right, mm. they're all coming back now. Do you why? know why they're coming back? I don't know. That's what I just said. Why? Well, they say Australia's too boring because the only thing you get in Australia is heat all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Winter or summer, all you get is heat. That there is no culture in Australia, apart from the Sydney Opera House, there's no culture at all. That, that is a that, sweeping well, statement. Well, well, that's what they're saying. And, and that actually there is no way you can diversify your life. Now, the thing I've always been horrified about is the idea of spending Christmas, because, of course, we're in the festive season, Christmas on a beach in Australia. Imagine I've done it. I've done it. What did you do it for? I didn't, well, I was in the Royal Navy. My first trip, right. I joined the Royal Navy in 1977. Right. March the 29th. 19, and then I yeah. flew to, I joined my first ship, which is HMS Tiger, yeah. which is a helicopter cruiser. Yeah. Right. And so I flew to Perth yeah. in Australia to join HMS Tiger. Right. And then we sailed from Perth mm. to Sydney. We spent five weeks in Sydney. Five weeks? Five what weeks. Sydney for five we, weeks? We were doing a refit. So they're doing a, a mini refit in, right. uh, in Sydney because Tiger yeah. was quite an old ship. So, right. so yeah. they needed to do some maintenance. Yeah, so, that, so, so, they, so you joined the Royal Navy. They put you on the oldest and most knackered ship in the Royal Navy. Well, yeah. they weren't going to give me anything yeah. modern no, or new, were no, they? No, Stoker clearly, Osman. Clearly, but, yeah. so I ended up spending my mm. Christmas day on Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach? Bondi Beach, Christmas Day 1977-78. By, by the way, isn't Bondi Beach a dump? It's very small. It's, it, when you see it, you don't yeah. realise how small it is. Well, it's just like a little sort of uh, a, a, an inlet, like yeah, a that's curve. Right. That's right, yeah. yeah. But what I mean is... It's not quite a dump. Oh, it is a terrible dump. When I went there, and I went there a couple of years ago, all the shops, you know, on the road of Bondi Beach, they're all so tacky. They, it looks To me, it looked like Rill, and that's uh, no disrespect to Rill. Well, it is disrespect. So now you're having a pop at Rill. You no, have no, a, no, so you're not working for the tourist yeah, board no, anymore. No, no, no. Yeah. no, no. But what I'm, what I'm saying is it, it, it was manky old fish and chip shops and... Uh, and you know, selling trinkets to tourists, and all. I thought it was dreadful. It was I, absolutely dreadful. I didn't like being in Australia for Christmas. But no. then I was very homesick at the time as well. Oh, we don't so. like the sunshine. What you're homesick? Why did you join the Royal Navy and fly off to I Australia? I don't know. I didn't know it was going. I didn't know my draft, my first ship, was going to be fly to Australia. Did I? I thought well, I perhaps I'd be based in Portsmouth for no. a couple of years. To most people, that'd be an exciting adventure for a young man to fly out to Australia and join his ship. How did you fly, by the way? Did you have to go economy? Flew no. Flew with the RAF out of Bryson. Norton. Oh, really? And it's their dry flight, so there's no alcohol. And how long did the flight take? Uh, three, three weeks. Uh, <laughs> Something what, like that. It was a it long touched time. touched down about three times, didn't it? Yeah. Is it, no, we just stopped at, Bar, not Bahrain, we stopped in, oh, it might have been Bahrain. Yeah. Was it Bahrain? Singapore or somewhere. Somewhere like that, yeah. yeah. okay. And then you get there, and so the RF fly out there, you get on this knackered old ship, so yeah. knackered, it has to go to Sydney and be refitted for five weeks. Then you spend that long... I remember phoning home Christmas yeah. night, so it was night time in Australia. It was yeah. the middle of... It had a massive thunderstorm in Australia. Yeah. And I, I phoned home, and all my brothers were indoors at home, and yeah. they were all opening their Christmas presents. Yeah. And I was very, very sad. Yeah. And I did shed a tear or two. Oh, I can't believe it. I know. I was oh, that's I, great. No. Oh, that's great to know that the Royal Navy is full of people who burst into tears when they find it's Christmas Day. It's not full of people. Beach. It's just me. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Right. Oh, that's I'm sensitive, great. all right? Bloody good job we weren't getting attacked by, you know, the Russians hey, let at me the tell time. You something. Eh? Listen, let, <laughs> me ta- let me hey, just tell hey, you something. Sto- hey, Stoker Osman, get man the guns. <laughs> the Russians are attacking. <laughs> I can't, I can't. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm feeling a bit. I'm Let me tell you something, right? I'd rather not. Let me, who was the greatest? Who, <laughs> was, the great, na- who was the greatest naval admiral? 
Lord Admiral Nelson. Okay, well, yeah. you say that. Yeah. You yeah. say he was Admiral the greatest. Lord Nelson. He would have been, you know, feared. Yeah. Feared by the Spanish, and wasn't he? And the French. It? Right, yeah. and the French. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, mm. the most feared sailor in the Royal Navy yeah. was Stoker no, Osman. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. I left the Royal Navy yeah. March the 29th, yeah. 1982. Oh, yeah. And two days later, yeah. they invaded the Falkland yeah, Islands right. because yeah. they were waiting for me to leave yeah. before the Argentinian fleet yeah. sailed in. Yeah. They weren't going to yeah. take on Stoker Osman. Right. Didn't want, their, didn't want their sailors drowning in your tears as you were blubbing You're away. You're not sensitive at all, are you? Oh, I'm in hey. South America. <laughs> no, I was in Australia. I, mean, I can't get this. They, so the might of the Royal Navy rings home to speak to their mum and dad. Mum. Dad, I'm in Australia. You've got no compassion, yeah, have you? No compassion You're such a hard for man. The, for, for the old Royal Navy. But anyway, listen, the reason I'm talking about the Royal Navy, mate, is... No, we're not talking about the Royal Navy. We're talking about Australia. Is that all these people are now flocking back. And um, I think Australia's becoming a bit of a... Almost like a joke country, really. Do you see Cameron recently did some dinner in London and he'd met the Australian Prime Minister. She's a lady, isn't she? Yeah. Can't remember her name now. Do you remember her name? No. The name of the Australian Prime Minister? No. That's saying something. That's the importance of a country. I'm not bothered about this show anymore after your harsh words. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry about There's that, There's no compassion, you've got no a, sympathy. You've got to toughen up, pal. Poor sailor. I mean, you know, can you imagine James Bond? Suddenly, you know, he's... Uh, What's James Bond got to do well, with it? Well, because James Bond was in the armed service as well. He was in the Royal Navy. Do you not remember? Living he that, was, Commander Bond. He only Bond. lived twice. And Commander he, and Bond. He and was and, Commander. And they, and they shipped him off the uh, yeah, into, into the not deep fact. and then took him back on the submarine. Well, he was in the Royal Navy. You were in the Royal Navy. Could you see James Bond bursting into tears because he was suddenly sent on a mission to Australia? I'm sorry, <laughs> Miss Moneypenny. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling homesick. Yeah. My name is Bond, James Bond. Oh, there's another great. I'll tell you voice. what I caught the other night, by the way. I'll tell you. A bit what of, did you catch? A, a bit of. <laughs> oh, sorry. A, a bit of Goldfinger. A bit of Goldfinger. Yeah. And it was that critical moment when he strapped down on that piece of gold. Yeah. And the. Yeah, the big, like, saw. No, it's not a saw, is it? It's a laser beam. Oh, yeah. You know, it goes. And, and, and then, and then, this laser beam is cutting the gold panel between James Bond's legs right the way up towards his. Uh, he, he could have. He could have. You know been the hollyhocks and all that. I remember Mrs. Great, Bond. I remember the great dialogue. You know, I've, I, it's one of my favourite snatches from uh, from any film, and it's James Bond lying there, um, Goldfinger. Do you expect me to talk? <laughs> What's the, so, so now James Bond's Russian, is he? No, no, no. Come on. No, no. Your voices yeah. are dreadful. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it again. I'll do it Go again. Go on then, yeah. Do it in your best, James yeah. Bond. Okay, which, yeah. So this, which, bond, which Bond was this? This is Goldfinger. This is Sean Connery. It's Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure it was Sean Connery? It wasn't Definitely. Roger Moore? No, no, no. And he says... It's Sean Connery. It's Sean Connery. And he says... Goldfinger, do you expect me to talk? <laughs> talk? Where are you from, James? And, and Goldfinger says in reply, No, Mr Bond, uh, that I sounds... expect you to die. <laughs> which, is, which is a great dialogue, yeah, but Goldfinger sounded more like Sean Connery. No, he didn't. No, he did. no Goldfinger was like some kind of Swiss I guy. Yeah, uh, how, would he, how yeah. did he speak again? <laughs> yeah. Of Goldfinger? Uh, no, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. You see, he's very sophisticated. And how did James sound? Commander uh, uh, Bond? Uh, Goldfinger, <laughs> do you expect me to talk? <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. That's your and, best uh, Scottish accent. The, That's uh, a shocker. In the, in the golf club where they play the game, you know, where Bond throws where they play a gold. What? Golf? Yeah, golf. Stokes Park. I've played there. It's in Buckinghamshire. Here he comes, Mike. And, uh, <laughs> here he comes. Oh, 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 and, uh, and they come throw on, the, Mike. 
just listen, just listen. Yeah. And they throw the gold bar onto the uh, onto the green where they're putting, you know, and that yeah. alerts um, uh, Goldfinger. And then, and then, of course, James Bond beats him. And then afterwards, you know, Goldfinger gets out his checkbook in his uh, in his uh, classic Rolls Royce, and uh, and I remember that dialogue as well. He says, "Mr. Bond." <laughs> You are, uh, Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I think we need a big build-up for this. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Ladies and no. gentlemen, <laughs> no, no. Mike says, Parry plays Goldfinger, Goldfinger right, and yeah. James Bond. Yeah, it was Goldfinger, yeah. Coming says, to a very bad cinema no, near no, you. No, he says, uh, Mr. Bond, you are a very resourceful man. No, that's not good enough, no. Mr. Bond, you're a very resourceful man. <laughs> that's good enough, Perhaps is it? too resourceful. Bang! And then he slams the Rolls Royce door shut after giving him his cheque and, uh, yeah. and drives off to Switzerland. Anyway, uh, I don't want to talk about that for, because we were talking <laughs> about that. that was it, was it? That's, that was it. Now, if you remember, I was telling you that David Cameron, the Prime Minister, recently, yeah. uh, recently, very recently, did some sort of a dinner in the city, and he did an impersonation of the Australian Prime Minister. Did he? Now, how good are you with the Australian impersonations? Uh, not really. I can well, do, on, an, do an Australian accent, mate. I'll do whatever you want. If you want me to sound Australian, I can do a bit of home and away, neighbours, young doctors, whatever it is. Fair dinkum, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and well, yours? Well, Cameron did. Well, yeah, but you've got to do a woman's accent, you see, because oh. she, she's a woman. Hello, darling. I do love being on this show, Michael Perry. Yeah, but we all know who that is. <laughs> That's Dame Edna Everidge, isn't there it? There you go. See, yeah, just not bad, you. though. Not bad. No, she, darling, I do love you. No, she'd sound something like this. Uh, yeah, hello, my name is Jennifer and I'm the uh, Australian Prime Minister <laughs> and we've had a lot of flooding around here lately and I'm telling you, there are some very hard days ahead. I thought it was quite good, actually. I quite Did like you? That. Yeah. I like that. That sounds well, just like it. You must like do it. so many voiceovers for the uh, Australian uh, Tourist Board. <laughs> well, uh, not at and the, the moment. And the Bond movies. Um, listen. Um, uh, yeah. this, this, this sounds like we're changing the subject to me. No, no, no. Same subject. Same subject. I'll just have a drink of water. Hang on. Mm. Right. Now, what I was going to say is this. If they have... Can I just stop you? Yeah. Just one thing. Mm. Miss Dagenham. Hey? Miss Dagenham. It's not a beauty contest. Miss Dagenham. Yeah. It's not a beauty contest. It's just a bit of advice. Miss Dagenham. I don't get that. <laughs> you that, are shocking. That... Miss Dagenham. It's not a beauty contest. It's a bit of advice. Miss Dagenham. Miss Dagenham. All right. Miss oh, Dagenham. Okay, okay, okay. There's no point, is there, doing comedy with you? No, all right. There yeah, is okay. no point. I'll pick up on that Why one Why do I bother? I don't know. That's my favourite line, that is, at the moment. Miss, Miss Dagenham. Dagenham. Yeah, it's not okay. a beauty contest. Sorry, is that supposed to be advice to somebody not to bother going to Dagenham? Oh, is that, is that it? Is that suddenly the penny drops. <laughs> no, is it? Suddenly, no, from just nowhere. But I just don't, <laughs> haven't got an idea why you would suddenly introduce it into this conversation. Just made me laugh at us. Oh, OK, yeah. Well, the funny things make you laugh, yeah. Lots of things make you cry as well, apparently. Yeah. Right, now then, what I was going to say is this. Um, so, in Australia, on the beach, Bondi Beach, yeah. where on earth would you put a Christmas tree on Bondi Beach? <laughs> huh? Where would you? You can make one out of sand. Well, you can't, can you? Don't be silly. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, you've got you on can. the beach... These sculptors are very good. They, they you know... Can't make a sand tree. I mean, what I'm saying is, do they treat Christmas like... I mean, how... They do. Are... They have Christmas dinner and they have Christmas decorations. And how can you have a picture of Father Christmas in his red outfit on a sleigh. Maybe with he has, re- maybe he has a, a, a mankini or a thong yeah, or something. On, on a sleigh being pulled by reindeer in a country which has never seen snow. I mean, they can't do it, can they? The Australians just can't do Christmas. They get, don't have to have snow for Christmas, do you? Well, you do if you've got Christmas cards showing Santa pulling his sleigh through the snow and the, and, and, and the twinkling, you know, sort of snow-ridden sky, don't you? 
Uh, no, not really. I don't think you do. I don't know. I, 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 you must be able to to get my drift. You must seriously. Miss Dagenham. Hey, Miss Dagenham. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, let's. Uh, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Uh, yeah, bought something nice for the wife. Oh, have you? I bought her a lovely bag and a belt. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't wait. That Uber's going to work brilliantly when she gets that. Oh, I know. I know oh, a bit I, of comedy. I'm just I, testing I, you yeah, out yeah, to yeah, see yeah. if you if you're awake here. Because I was about to say, you shouldn't be telling your wife uh, what you bought her in this radio programme. She might listen to this before she gets her, her prezies open on Christmas Day. On this podcast, you mean. Mm-hmm. And if you want to contact yep. us, search the two mics on iTunes, Facebook, go on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward yep. slash the two mics. Absolutely right. Um, so how do you do Christmas shopping? Is it last minute stuff? Yeah, I'm a bit last minute, I have yeah, I'm to say. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I buy, in fact, I started buying Christmas presents around about April this year. Did you? Yeah, because I see something and I think that's nice, you know what I mean? And I just grab it, I grab the moment, you know what I mean? And do you grab that for a specific person? Yes, definitely. See, for instance, oh, my, my sister's got a... Have you bought a... mine yet? No. Huh? No. No, Mr. Bond. Will it be the same as last year? Will it be the same? It will be the same as last year. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. But no, for instance, you see, you've got to grab the moment. Like, for instance, my sister. Yeah. A lovely girl. And I should probably go down and stay with her for Christmas. Where does she live? Uh, Bournemouth. Lovely. On the coast. On the beach. So you're going on the beach for Christmas Day. You've just been moaning about the Australians. But then you're going to go to the coast for Christmas Day. Yeah. We may go for a walk along the beach on Boxing Day. On Christmas Day, we tend to stay in the grounds of the Mm -hmm. house. You know what I mean? uh, The grounds of the the house. house. That's right, yeah. Now, what I kind of object to at Christmas is that you don't get a lot of choice about who you spend Christmas with. You have to spend it with the family, don't you? Yeah. And you can't choose your family. No, but don't you get bored stiff with a lot of your family? No, I don't. Don't you? I love my family. Yeah, well, I love my I have family. have a great time. I love my I family. I love Christmas. Yeah, I do as well. You're a bit of an umbug, aren't no, you? No, I'm not. It's, you are. No, it's the periphery you would stuff. Be, it's you the would periphery be stuff. Scrooge, it's not, wouldn't you? It's not your... No, I'm not... You're no, straight out of Dickens. No, you. no, it's not your immediate... Bar humbug. It's not your immediate family. There's nothing wrong with your immediate family. It's, it's what comes beyond that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you sometimes say to yourself, do I need all this? Right, do you know what the solution is? Go on, tell me. Solution is, get yourself a garden shed. A garden shed? Garden shed, yeah. Oh. I've often thought about having a garden shed. The only problem is... You ain't got a garden. No, I haven't. At the moment, <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got a garden. Bit of a problem I, yeah, there for I've your got, garden shed. I've got a roof garden. Can't really put that on your balcony or no. your veranda or in the middle of the lounge. No, no I've got a roof garden and, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, you can fit little sheds on there, but not a big shed. You can only fit a shed the size of a portaloo. Let me tell you a story garden. about a shed. Yeah, go right. on. I'm looking out of yeah. my kitchen window. Oh, yes. And... I see these two lads yep. right, in my garden. What, right, two strangers? Yeah. What break, are they doing in your garden? Breaking in to my garden shed. No. Right? My, my garden shed, right? Yeah, yeah. So I phoned the police mm. and I said, there's two lads breaking into my garden shed. Yeah. And the policeman said, well, we ain't got no one around at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, I thought, what, what do you mean you got no one around? There's mm. somebody breaking into my garden shed and you'll mm. tell me you've got nobody sent to, to come mm. and arrest mm. them or anything. Pay so I put the for. phone down. Exactly, I put the phone down, and I was fuming. Mm. So I phoned about three minutes later. I said, uh, it's, "It's Mike Osman again. Don't, don't worry about them two lads just broken into my, my garden shed because I just shot them." Right. right. Yeah. Did you actually say ten, that? Yeah. Ten minutes later. Yeah. I got an armed response unit. Yeah. I got twenty bobbies running across my lawn. I got an yeah. helicopter, yeah. and the chief superintendent came up and said, "I thought you said you shot them." 
I said, I thought you said there was no one available. Yeah. That's the way to deal with the police. Right, OK. And what happened after that? No, it's a joke. Oh, I say it's a joke. It's Comedy. Jokes. It's full of jokes. So you have got yeah. that. You yeah. have like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have the worst sense no, of humour but, but, in the world. But I actually see that situation as being one that you know, millions of people uh, endure. For instance... That's, that's the irony of the joke. Yeah. You've missed it, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, I'm not very good at irony. Uh, for instance... Uh, get yourself I, a garden shed. Well, look, get in the garden shed in a minute. What I was going to say to you was, I came across something the other day in which a chap had his motorbike stolen, a, yeah. an expensive motorbike, a mm-hmm. Ducati or something like that, right? And it's got a tracker on it. And this guy, through having the tracker activated, was able to locate his stolen bike in a lockup garage. Yeah. But it was one of three lockup garages in a block. So he phones the police and he, and, he, and he said, look, he said, that bike I reported missing two days ago, I've actually managed to track it down. It's got a tracker that was activated. I know where it is. Right, where is it? So he told them it's in one of three garages. I said, well, call us back when you found out which garage it's in. And he said, what? They said, well, we can't go around breaking into people's garages under the suspicion they might have a, a stolen motorbike in there. If we get into the wrong one, we could be in trouble. He said, well, just come and find out who owns the garages yeah. and ask them to open them up. And the one who's got nothing to hide, well, the, the ones who've got nothing to hide will open up their garages. And the one who's got my bike probably won't. He'll probably run off. Won't that give you a clue? Police wouldn't do anything about it. See, this is what's wrong with this country. This is why I'm thinking about emigrating to Australia. Ah, uh, but if you do, you'll come back quick. There's nothing there, honestly. <laughs> now, getting back to the garden shed, right? Yeah, the garden, garden shed. shed. It's a, is it a sanctuary? A bit of a sanctuary. Well, it is. It is. It's a sanctuary for men. Get down there get with away. the old pipe and slippers. Well, would you? I mean, are they are they what? Are, are DVD they damp? Down there. Are they damp proof? These garden video sheds, player. Eh? Hey, are they damp proof? Uh, what what is what damp proof? A garden shed. Of course they are. How how come? I don't see a damp proof course in a garden shed. You only put damp proof courses in brick walls. No, but they're above the ground. Well, are they? Or the do floor they... is. Yeah, but yeah, but it's connected to the floor by something. Oh, but... you go into too much detail. No, there will be. If what... you just want a shed to go and sort of yeah. sit and yeah. watch your videos, there will there will be something called damp creep in sheds. <laughs> no, 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 there will, there will. Oh, look if at have... that! Let me if tell you, you yeah. so that shed that's <laughs> in a bad way. The, the, the damp that's creep. Suffering from the, damp creep. Because what happens is damp creep. No, it is when when you when you put a shed. Listen, listen. listen. Uh, yeah, but you're talking about when you yeah. you're now telling me yeah, yeah, about yeah. garden sheds. Yeah. You're telling me about damp creep, yeah. right? Which it doesn't even exist. Of course it does. Right? It doesn't of course exist. It does. I saw it never Coronation existed. Street. <laughs> the floor, the floor of the shed. Uh, the little girl put her foot through the floor of the shed. Oh yeah, I saw that right. the other day. Right. right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So damp creep does exist, then, doesn't it? Well, no. Of course it, it does. It the floor wood, was that's... rotten. The floor of the shed was rotten. You see, it got you there. It might have been woodworm. So you're giving me all these technical things yeah. about damp creep. Yeah. You don't even own a shed. You've never owned a shed. No, but you're a creep. And uh, you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're and a I'm, damp squib. And, yeah, oh, yeah, right. Thank you. Insults being hurled across studio. Right, now let me tell you about damp creep. If you put wood on grass, yeah. then the moisture from the grass soaks into the wood. That then goes up. What's it called? That uh, process where water moves up a, an object. Osmosis. 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 That's why I'm damp. Osmosis, that's right. And then eventually it gets rotten. And eventually, as you've just admitted, little girl put their foot through the floor of the shed, bang, yeah. and, uh, and you've got a rotten floored shed. So there should be a damp-proof course. But the whole idea about this is a report we've seen recently about sheds is that more and more men are getting sheds built in the back garden. I like the to idea get away, of a shed. To get away from... Here, look, I've got a picture one here. Look. Get away from what? Get away from the strains and stresses of family life. Here, age-old sanctuary at the bottom of the garden helps men's health Right, yeah. by lowering stress levels, get a shed and boosting. Self-esteem. Are you suffering from stress? Then Playing. get a shed. Yeah, make sure you have a damp creep proof. <laughs> right, 
Yeah, yeah, f- free of uh, free of uh, damp creep. Yeah. Right, now here we go. The shed is an environment where men feel at ease, helping them to become more relaxed. Such benefits have led charities, get this, uh, to open communal sheds. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> communal sheds where, man, where men can feel more comfortable talking about their health problems. So, hey, men in it, need of sheds. Yeah. It's it, a new charity. We could yeah. have, uh, like, a telethon. Can we? Yeah, we could do. Yeah. A, we could do a podcastathon. Yeah. Raise money for sheds for yeah. men. Listen, this is. I mean, this is not a joke. This comes out of the British Medical Journal. Oh, so it get says. Out of you know, it. Professor White added that relaxing in a shed could also help lower blood pressure. He writes of the benefits in an article published today in the British you Medical Journal. You get it on prescription. Yeah, you? the British Medical so Journal. So you get the doctor. You yeah. get the chemist. <laughs> and they give you a voucher for a shed. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, this is what. This is what you need. You need a shed in your back garden. Right. Men feel so at ease in their garden <laughs> dens that communal sheds are being set up for them to meet, chat, and get on with some DIY. Uh, DIY? D- D- DIY, I'm sorry. DIY. DIY. That's why they yeah. need the damp creep. DIY, yeah. DIY. Yeah, let me read this. Just chucking up that shed. My eyes are getting glassy. But where they. are getting glassy. Because I've got a cold. Oh, there you go. But they're also more willing to listen to home truths about their health. They know what a shed means, they feel comfortable. Yeah, you get this. This is a massive coincidence, right? Yeah, of course it is. The garden shed was born in Australia. Hey! So these English people coming back, are they bringing their sheds I with them? I don't know. It says the men... Don't leave your shed there, mate. Take it back to the UK. I ship it back on Osman's boat. Ship yeah. that ship that shed back. Yeah. Right, born in Australia, the men's sheds initiative is catching on here with 20 up and running from the Lake District to Greenwich. So, so this men's sheds communal thing started in Oz. It's coming now. I think they've caught men's imagination. Said Are you Peter a member Baker. of men's shed? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Chief executive of the Men's Health Forum, a charity involved in the scheme which is mainly focused on the Don't retires. suffer from stress. Join men's shed. That's true. Yeah, men like to potter. These are from a generation who, on a Sunday afternoon, like to pull a car apart and put it together with a Haynes manual. You can't pull a car apart nowadays. Those days yeah. are gone. What is a Haynes manual? They were the old manuals, weren't they? The okay. old manuals that came with cars. You can't do it anymore because there's too yeah. much technology in cars. Yeah. Men, particularly those over 60, tend to be slower at going to the doctor. But the shed's the answer, is it? Well, it says here, John Fleming, 82, a retired architect, helps make garden furniture every Tuesday at Greenwich Men's Shed. <laughs> There's a Greenwich Men's Shed. Menshed.com. Yeah. We, there must be a website. We could, Listen, we could make money here. Yeah. Let's get a website. Let's get the domain name, menshed.com. Get the old shed up and running. So you go to the doctors. Yeah. So, so Mr. Parry. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be the... Let's yeah. play a bit of role play here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be the doctor. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Mr. Parry, how can I help you? What seems to be the problem? Uh, I've got a problem. Don't have problems. But... Uh... No, we're playing a bit of role play here. You've got to yeah. have problems, right? I'm just yeah. acting out the shed thing. Really? So, Mr Parry, what seems to be the problem? Have you got a bit of stress in your life? Uh, yeah, feeling uptight. Bit of anxiety? Yeah, feeling uh, screwed up. Screwed up? Yeah. And um, how, how long have you been feeling like this? Oh, most of my life. Most of your life? Yeah. OK, let me just mm. write you a prescription yeah. here. Yeah, OK. This is yeah. take this to the chemist. Yeah. There you go. That's um Yeah. What do I get? That's a ten by eight. <laughs> ten by eight what? Yes. It's a lap large shed. Uh, are you mad? I want some tablets, man. Well you don't need tablets, no. Well, tablets no, get stressed a shed. out. Get, get, you know, get, no, all you need is a garden shed. Take this to um B and Q. Give them this um give them this. What's going on, Doc? Give them this, and they'll give you a lovely shed. Well, well they, and uh, well, they come bring back the shed and see. Them. 
They'll bring the shed round well, and they, they will put a... What, what's the damp course called? Yeah, the, it's, uh, it's to avoid uh, damp creep. Damp creep. And they'll <laughs> no, give damp you a, creep. They'll damp give creep. you a damp creep course yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, please come back and... Uh, the only problem is, Doc, I don't have a garden. Where are you going to put the shed? Put it in the lounge, put it in, in the, the kitchen. Well, you'd have to lift it up with a crane but over What the they're house. saying, then, is that these are communal mm. sheds, are they? Well, that they're building yeah. around the country, so you can you, all go... Isn't that gonna, just called a pub? Uh, well, or a bar? Yeah, but the problem with people, people going to pubs and get intoxicated, yeah. and then they ruin their lives, don't they, through intoxication, you know what I mean? So you don't you say, look. So so you know when you see a couple yeah. kissing on the high street and they say get a room. Yeah. What they mean is go and get yourself in a hotel room. Yeah. So if you see somebody walking along looks a bit depressed. Yeah. Get a shed. Yeah. Get a shed. That's right. Get yeah. a shed. That's right. Get yourself a shed. But uh, shed dot com. And now you've just admitted you've got a shed, okay? Yeah. Because you saw people trying to break into it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I have got a shed. Yeah. Okay. What's in your shed? Lawnmowers in the shed. The patio furniture's in the shed. Uh, some old golf clubs. Right, is there room? Boxes. Is there room for you to make it your den? No. And and anyway, if you make if a, a chap at his house makes uh, his shed his den, yeah, isn't that a little bit like saying to the rest of the family, "You're so boring, you lot. I think I'll go and sit in the shed instead." Well, it's men are from Mars, women are from Venus syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, it's it get is in bit, your cave, go yeah. down the cave. Yeah. It's somewhere to retreat to that cave, I guess. I, I, I suppose there's something like that. I suppose you could hide the Christmas presents in the shed, couldn't you? Hey, you could. See, you haven't got around to tell me about the Christmas presents yet. You say you do it all at the last minute, is that right? Yeah, I bought something really nice for my wife this year. Hang on, I've had this already. I've no, this no, already. it's not the old belt, the and, in the bag. belt and the bag gag. No, no I no. bought a something nice and she will be absolutely thrilled with this, I okay. promise you. Okay, like tell us what it is? No, I wouldn't. Go on. No, I'm not going she to. She does listen to these. She does listen nah. to these. She will. So there's no well, way I'm a, telling give, you. Give us a hint. No, I'm not even going to give you a hint. Okay, what's I promise you, she will be absolutely delighted with it because okay. I do take very much I'm very careful yeah. about what I buy for her okay uh, the problem is because a lot of people just buy rubbish don't they well listen the problem is in this modern day and age that we live in now yeah. right it is an absolute truism that for most people there is nothing worth buying them for Christmas I don't need anything right what do you buy the man who has everything I don't penicillin I, uh, well that's a bit another joke well, he was <laughs> I'm not saying you am yeah. I now, what I'm saying is, I don't. You need don't anything. need anything. No. So what I prefer is, I prefer them to buy me something practical, like right. a case of wine, because that can be used. Eh? Shed. No, I don't need a shed. Don't need a shed. I keep telling you about that. Keep case of wine. There we go. Right. There we go. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's a surprise. Or, for instance, what about um, some vouchers to have my hair organised or something like that? Yeah, you know what orban- I mean? Organised. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's yeah. that's uh, you know coloured a little bit and all yeah. that. And, for instance, I buy my sisters things like health vouchers, you know, for the health club, so they can get yeah. all the beauty treatments done, all that kind of stuff. That's the practical do it. Otherwise... B&Q should do shed vouchers. Maybe they should. Maybe, maybe that's a good idea. And then you put them all together and buy yourself a shed. But what I'm saying is, otherwise you end up buying ridiculous presents. Like, yeah. for instance, one year, because I didn't know what else to buy my mum, I bought her one of those foot spas. And yeah. it's where you sit there... I know what a foot spa is. You put your feet in this bowl... And it bubbles, didn't it, or something? Yeah, but she's never used it because she thought it was a ridiculous present. Yeah, but so she many people She was quite angry that I got it for her. She has to store it now in the house. She wants to throw it out. I've said, throw it out by all means. She says, I can't throw it out. You bought it me for Christmas. I'd never throw my children's presents out. They buy me, but it is a useless present, and it takes up too much room in the cubby under the stairs. There you go. So, you know, this is, this is what happens. You so know what you I mean? totally wasted your money. Totally wasted my money and totally wasted my mother's time and space. But this is what you do if you if you don't see. I think we've got to come to a new accord in this world in this and country. And what is this? Stop buying presents. 
because nobody needs them anymore. We're in such a... Look, presents, like, you know, like Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Boxing Day was when you took the boxes round to other people. Right. And, they were, you know, there were presents in boxes. That's what okay. it was all about. So, for instance, you might, in a box, take a present to your neighbours of a... Shed. No, no, no. no. You wouldn't get, get a shed in a box. Uh, I've got this thing about sheds uh, now. Uh, I know you have. But you might take them like a carton of brandy butter. Would you? Or you might take them a carton of tea. Yeah. Or you might take them uh, a wax candle because, of course, there's no electricity in those days and therefore you actually take them something to light up the house, you see what I mean? OK, yeah. Something practical. Now, all that's gone now. We buy presents now. I mean, for instance... For the sake of it. For the sake of it. Nobody needs presents anymore. Yes, buy kids presents for Christmas, yeah. but adults should and stop... And Father Christmas, of course, brings presents of for the kids. Of course it does, yeah, for the kids, that's right. But we should now give up... Adults sh- should sensibly give up the idea of giving each other Christmas presents. And you see, I, I don't mind that. I think you're, you're absolutely right, and it's yeah. one of the few occasions that I agree with you about anything. I mean, what are you going to buy your six brothers for Christmas? I wouldn't. We don't buy us, uh, my brothers anything. But, well, that's what I'm saying. So you've already given it up. And the reason yeah, we've all... given up because there's yeah. no point. Because uh, yeah. uh, the thing is, is now uh, nowadays, is if people want things, they tend to go out and buy them. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, and I just think, do you have this problem that if I bought you a present, yeah. right, would you feel obliged to buy me one? Definitely. Would, I would. you? Yeah, I would, yeah, as an obligation. Mind you, I always buy very expensive so then, presents So then people. I... So then I'm costing you, let's just say I bought you something for 20 quid. Yeah. Now you feel obliged to buy me something because I bought you a present. Yeah. So you'll buy me something yeah. to a similar value. Yeah. There's no point. No, I, I agree. Well. No point. We both lost 20 quid. Yeah, I totally agree. And you wouldn't, would, what would you buy me? You know, what would you buy me? I wouldn't buy you anything, honestly. No, no, you just said you'd buy me a present. Well, just, you know, what's, what do I sort of look like I need? Well, what do you look like you need? A new wardrobe. So maybe I'll buy you, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll go and buy you some clothes vouchers. How about that? Wow, there you go. Moss Bros. Moss Bros. Yeah, go 50 pounds. Hey, if I was going to buy anything, I'd buy you a 50 pound Moss Bros voucher. How about and that? And that'd be very nice. Go and get yourself a shirt and a jumper or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be happy with that. Okay, well, there you go. But you see, for instance, I think money is the answer. For instance, my secretary at work or whatever, right? I'd normally give her a Christmas card with 300 quid in it. 300 quid? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. you're a generous man. Yeah, well, you know. That's a lot of then, money, then isn't it? She can go and buy herself some nice clothes or something or, yeah. or go away for a weekend to a spa or something like that. You know mm. what I mean? And I think that's the only practical way to do it. If you, give, if you empower people to buy their own presents, that is definitely the answer. Yeah. The only people you can't give money to are your family, really, because they get quite insulted and upset. But I give people like my godchildren, nieces and nephews, uh, you know, as I say, the secretary at work and all, I give them just give them money. It's easy. Money, money is, is more practical, yeah. and it yeah. means that people go and buy what they want, which yeah. is what we just said. Exactly. So people exactly. buy what they want. Exactly. But is that sort of losing the spirit of it, of going out and buying something nice and, and going shopping well, it's, 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 and, and spending hours and so hours and practical. hours trying to find something that you think that person the likes? Other, the other problem about buying presents is I lose them. I lose presents. What, you hide them away so they no. won't find them no, and you no. can't find them? No, I've, I've got two tragic stories. Oh, no. Yeah, on one... Oh, no. Yeah, one year... No. One, one year, I wanted... I might cry because you know I'm sensitive. <laughs> I know you are, yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm... Don't worry, you're Australian. One year, when I did all the last-minute shopping on the 23rd, yeah. and I went like a tornado around the shops, like a tornado, you OK? You did. And uh, went and bought about a dozen presents, yeah. probably for quite a few hundred pounds, right? Yeah. Then decided to nip into the boozer for a quick one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And met some friends. Yeah. So we had more than a quick one. We had a few ones, right? I, I, can I just say, I don't think I'm yeah. going to cry. I think I'm going to laugh. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, anyway. 
And I'm, I'm hauling these damn boxes of presents all over the yeah, place, you know. Yeah. And we went to more than one pub. No. In fact, we ended up going to about six pubs, right? Yeah, yeah. When I woke up the next morning, which was the <laughs> Christmas Eve, right, there were no presents in the house at all. Oh, right. So this I is because you just nipped uh, in the pub for a quick, quick one. one. Yeah. And I thought, I know what I've done here. I bet last night I've wrapped them all up and I've hid them in the wardrobe. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was not the case. That was not the case, right? Uh, so right. You, you really woke up, did you? Yeah. After visiting six yeah. pubs with yeah. your track record, I <laughs> yeah. thought yeah. you'd come in yeah. Yeah. and in that state, <laughs> right, nip down the I shed. Know, I was what you mean, state. Yeah, yeah, that state. Yeah. And thought, uh, I know, I'll wrap the presents yeah. up and I'm going to hide them in the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what right, you yeah. thought when yeah, you woke I thought, up. thought I must have done it. Hey, <laughs> hey, Dream on. Hey, I couldn't find any wrapping presents. Uh, wrapping paper around anywhere, you know, no. or sellotape. No, because like you'd used it the night before, yeah. wrapping up all the presents while you were drunk as <laughs> yeah. a skunk. Yeah. So anyway... I then have to ring up a mate and ask him which pubs we were in. Right? Yeah. Have you seen then, me prezzies? Yeah, yeah, I have to then go back. And, of course, I didn't get one single present back. Yeah. Not one. Some, you know, some tea leaf had nicked them all off me. I'd obviously left them in a, a pub somewhere yeah. and forgotten about them. So it meant a second round of last-minute shopping. <laughs> like uh, a tornado. <laughs> but the problem was... And then was, did you stop off for a quick one as it was Christmas Eve? No, no, I didn't, actually. But the problem was, because I sort of asked people what they wanted... Yeah. I had a very specific list of presents to buy. And you lost the list lost as well. Lost the list as well. <laughs> Couldn't go back and ask people what they wanted. Went out and bought what I thought was close to, you know, substitutes. Yeah. And then nobody got a present from me on Christmas Day because a lot of them were family presents. Yeah. Got what they wanted. No. They got something else, you know. That's that's horror story number one. Yeah. Horror story number two is one year I bought one of my sisters a bag for £150. Yeah. And I bought it from Burberry. You're no cheapskate, are you? Well, it's expensive. From Burberry yeah. in uh, Bond Street, is it? Is it in Bond oh, Street? I've no in idea. In London, central London. You know, fancy shop, shop anyway. In the same circles so, that you anyway, do. Anyway, I, go, I, go, I get this bag and I'm going home on the train. Yeah. And of course, you know, I only ever carry my bag with all my papers in, like the documents and all that. So I got off the train in Epsom and then just as the train started moving out, I remembered the Burberry bag. Oh, no, this is sad. Right, yeah, uh, OK. No, this is sad. So, so, so anyway. So the Burberry bag's still on the train. And it's... Right, Burberry bag's Ooh. on the train. Yeah, it's good. I thought, oh, no. It would have been a steam train. So, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a steam train. It wasn't that long ago. So, anyway, I go and see the old station master fella, and I said, look, real tragedy this. I've left the... In fact, actually, the bag was £300, but I'll tell you about the 150 in a minute. Okay. Right, so I said, I've left the... Yeah. I left the Burberry bag on the train. I said, it's extremely valuable. I've got to get it back. You know, yeah. please help. Yeah. So he said, uh, right, OK. Uh, so he rang on a couple of stations hence. What, what coach are you in? And I kind of knew because I was sitting in the very back coach of a train. I You'd have been in the else. buffet car where the bar was. No, no, no. Come was, on. No, no, just be honest. If you're going to say car. these things, no, just be honest car. about so, them. So I always sit in the very back of a train. Right. And I've been doing that for years because okay. I'm terrified that the train's going to hit an oncoming train. And I reckon right. if you sit in the back, you've got more chance of surviving. You know? OK. <laughs> I know yeah, that's your theory. It's not something that happens every day. It's like planes, isn't it? Is you it? never ever plane backing into a mountain, do you? No, well, that's so true. Absolutely, sort of, yeah. that's your theory, is it? Yeah, so I always sit right at the back. Well, I do. But also, it's more civilised at the back. I find the front too crowded, so I like to sit at the back of the train. Right. So I knew exactly which it's coach Mike I was in. It's Perry World. <laughs> yeah, so I knew, I knew which uh, coach you I was in. You sat at the back of the coach. So, and I, back I, of the train. I actually specified the seat. Anyway, some dastardly devil had no, the back. No, a dastardly yeah, devil? Yeah, because... because they held the train three stops down at somewhere yeah. like Horsham or somewhere like that, mm. you know, in Sussex. Mm. And a guy said, look, I'm speaking to him. He's gone on the train. Where you said it is, the bag's not there. I said, well, 
there wasn't anybody else on the train when I got off. I said, unless somebody's got on. So I was kind of sort of hinting that maybe... It was the bloke who was going to look for the bag? Well, Is no, that what you're saying? Well, no, you can't say that. You can't say but that. But that way you were hinting. Well, you can't say that, can you? you know, but you were hinting that the, well, the employee of the rail... I just kept railway. saying things like, has he made a thorough search? A you know, thorough, yeah. thorough search, yeah. thorough search. Okay. You know, has he brought anything off the train? Thorough search and all yeah. that, you know. Anyway, um, so... Anyway, I didn't get the bag back. But this is where the problem arose. I bought that bag for £100. 150 Well, no, it's 300 But you see, it was from me and my sister to my other sister. Right. So we were paying £150 each, right? Yeah. So anyway. So you've gone halves on a bag. Exactly, gone halves on the bag. Yeah. So anyway, I ring up uh, my younger sister and I said, bad news, uh, Julie. I said, uh, lost the bag. She said, well, where did you lose the bag? I said, well, I said... He might have left it on the train, but I have a feeling it got stolen. Somebody stole it. So I said, you know, there's nothing to do about that. It's stolen. She said, oh, right. She said, well, you better go and get another one. And I said, well, OK, I will. You know, but it's going to be very expensive. She said, yes, it is for you, because I'm still only giving you £150. And <laughs> so you, she you wasn't idiot, going half again. Oh, no, 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 no. And you, you idiot, yeah. for losing this bag... Are going to have to. So I, I ended up guess. paying four hundred and fifty quid for yeah. a three hundred pound bag. How do you work that out? That's a shocker. Four hundred fifty quid for a three hundred pound bag. Shocker. The sister only pays hundred and fifty. I felt rather bitter about that ever since. Did you? I think she probably hey. had a good point. I reckon she's hey. probably worked out. Uh, you were probably uh, absolutely off your trolley. No, I wasn't. Sat in the back of the train. No, I wasn't. You've been to six pubs. You'd lost the Christmas <laughs> presents <laughs> the year before, <laughs> and this year you lost the handbag. You got your comeuppance. Me, Mike Osman, I say, Mike Parry. <laughs> Get yourself yeah. a shed. Yeah, I think you should get yourself a shed. Well, listen, I'll tell you what we better do. We better wish you all our listeners a very happy Christmas. And a very prosperous new year and a very safe one, let's yes, hope, eh? Hey? indeed. And by the way, keep in touch with us, please. You'll get us on the website. Oh, just no. No, yeah. come on. Yeah. We, you know what we haven't done? Merry Christmas. No, no, we haven't done Mandela. Oh, Mandela right, okay. would do a Christmas song, Well, could, he? can Mandela sing... Uh, you know, we always... Uh, Mandela, and this is me and my Jingle bells, jingle bells. Yeah, because what I always say is Mandela yeah. singing is right. just a funny picture. And we on. did Mandela doing Postman right. Pat. We on, do, so, Jingle Bells, yeah? Yes, please, yes. So, Nelson Mandela sings Jingle, jingle Bells. bells. Yeah. Facebook, to Facebook.com forward slash the two mics. You wouldn't get it anywhere else. No, exactly. Jingle Bells, Jingle <laughs> Bells, Jingle All The Way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bell. Don't give any of those in South Africa, either. <laughs> no, no, you no. don't. Give I me like one that. more. Give me one more. Right, OK. Christmas, I'll... Christmassy song. OK, Christmassy song. Anything. Uh, God rest ye merry gentlemen. I, oh, do I don't know that, that one. Well, it's yeah, I'll, too I'll, give, I'll give you a couple of lines. You, you do God the line. God rest ye merry gentlemen, may nothing you dismay. God rest you merry gentlemen, may nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ our Saviour was born on Christmas Day. For Jesus Christ our Saviour, postman pat, postman pat, postman pat, and black and white cat. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to everybody. And remember, you get us on the website, Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R dash U-K dot com. I never use that one. iTunes. This is the one to go to. iTunes. Search the two mics. Facebook. Yep, go on. That's that one, Mike. Facebook.com forward slash the two mics. Or... And if you want to communicate with me personally, I'm on Twitter and it's at Mike Parry. Hey, join me and you might even get hold of Joey Barton, maybe even Robbie Savage. Maybe <laughs> when you fall even, out of them, maybe get a shed. One or two of those and get yourself a shed.